Welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. I'm Connor, and I'm here with Mike, and we are so excited to be with you. I'm especially excited to be with you because I was gone last week. I was gone last week. You were gone last week. We missed you greatly. I mean, the podcast sunk like a lead balloon last week. (laughs) I don't think anyone listened to it. I don't know. I didn't want to listen to it because you weren't on it. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I still haven't listened to it. So I don't even know. Well, was you know it, what? Was okay, it you? Were you playing solo? Right, let's press pause right now and go have you do the remedial work and listen to it then, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, it was just me. It was solo Mike. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Solo flying is, uh, I guess, can be fun, but I, I like it better when you're here. Yeah. Well, so I, I think, and I'm, I'm pretty sure the people do too. I, uh, I like I'm the just, idea of solo Mike. I'm you know, you saying. can have a podcast called Mike on the Mic. And it could just be you. Mike on the mic. We should, you know what we should do? We should, we do a little searchy search, right? And see if there's one already called Mike on the mic. Because every time I come up with like a new title for a Someone's podcast. Someone's got it already. 10 people have it already. Yeah. Hey, our listeners deserve better than this. We should give them a podcast today. <laughs> today? Should we give them a podcast? And guess what we're doing today? Do you know what we're doing? I'm ready to find out. We are going to ramble and roam. It's Mike and Connor rambling and roaming. In fact, we're just going to, we're going to go where, where, where the podcast leads us. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. So you okay. were gone last week. I was gone. Where were you exactly? Some of you know this, but I was up at Hume Lake uh, with our junior high and high school groups for a week of camp. And it was awesome. Yeah. A week of camp. And you had a big group. We did, we had like 70 plus people up there. Yeah, it was a big group. Big group. Yeah. Great group. It was awesome. Yeah. God gave us a great week. I think that the kids had a good time. Um, our leaders were awesome. The teaching was was solid. So, yeah, we were thankful. Everybody came home tired. Okay. I came home tired. Uh, but it was good. If you don't come home uh, tired from camp, you, surely you've done something wrong. Right? <laughs> you know what's funny is a couple weeks ago, I think I got, I think... I don't know if it was first, second, or third hour at Grace Orange, but I said something in the sermon. Maybe I said it in two of the services, but I said, hey, I realized we just came out of, it was it was after Vacation Bible School, VBS week. We had, what, 200 plus kids here. We were, it was like busy. Everything was busy all week long. And we were all just tired that day. And I'm like, you know, it's like, we're just tired from this. And it's like Sunday I get up to preach and I'm thinking, now there's all these people that are come back from camp and they're all tired. It's like... Everybody needs to take a nap. Yeah. I don't know. I have a question for you. Okay. <laughs> how, how should believers respond when either for a day or for a whole season of life, they feel like they're always tired? Take a nap. Okay. No, seriously, I think that's a really good question, and I would like to answer that. And we don't have anything prepared, friends. And uh, look, you know, we want to seek the Lord. We want to seek eternal treasure. We want to stay away from bad stuff in life and serve, serve the Lord with gladness. But when we get tired, it, it, it affects other things. And I think we were built, you said this actually at men of the word, you did a really good job. It was one of the, I remember what the title was, but that, that last string of balancing, balancing things. And you talked about how we're built by God. You said something like this, and maybe, uh, I don't know if I'm getting it right, but you, you said something like we were, we were built by God to spend a third of our life immobilized. Something like that. I don't remember exactly, but I'll claim it. (laughs) But the thing is we were built by God to, to sleep about eight hours a day, which is a third of our life. And in those times, you're doing nothing. You're not sustaining yourself. You're not 
conscious of what's going on. You might be having a little dream or whatever, but you go to sleep and then hopefully you just, you wake up and you're like, huh, you know, it's like God kept me awake through the night and, and now I'm refreshed for the day. But what if you go through a period of life where you just feel tired all the time? What if you're a young mom with kids and you're just mm-hmm. chasing kids around or holding kids all the time and they cry when you put them down? Or what if you are a guy who's working two jobs on, and burning the candle on both ends and trying to support a family? Or what if you've just been through so much and you feel like you're tired all the yeah. time? I would say that I would seriously look, and I've been in those kind of, times before in life, I'd seriously look at what kind of sleep I'm getting. And I would look at how I'm dealing with, you know, like the stress and like how nervous and how uptight am I getting about things. And I would, I would do this. Okay. A friend of mine gave me this years ago and I love it. Or maybe we came up with it together, but S T R remember like the old S T P. What was that? Uh, automotive oil or gas oh, additive or whatever. I don't know. Someone listening, I'm stickers, sure knows what STP, you're talking about. STP stickers. Old people know it. Okay. <laughs> um, but, but STR, surrender to the Lord. And I do this, seriously, I think this a lot. Yeah. Surrender to the Lord. Lord, I'm surrendering to you. I'm surrendering it all to you. T, trust. I'm trusting you, Lord. And then R, I'm going to rest in you. Even in the middle of a day, like I woke up this morning and I was tired. And I thought to myself, this is going to be a long day. I'm teaching tonight, teaching a membership class tonight at church. And I've got all this stuff I know I'm doing. And I thought, when do I get to rest next? I was that tired when I woke up. Mm -hmm. And I got, I was in bed for a good eight hours. You know, I don't think I slept a whole eight hours. But I think when you go through a season of life, um, when you're really tired, you've got to find a way to get some rest, not just physically, but mentally as well. Hmm. Is that kind of what you were thinking about? Or was there something else on your mind that was around that? I didn't have anything in my mind. I wanted to hear your answer. The context being yesterday, I had a conversation with a young mom who's got a new baby. And she was just saying, uh, baby's a little bit older now, but especially Mm -hmm. at the beginning, she just said, constantly tired. And then I had a conversation with someone else who for a while kind of on and off has been struggling with some chronic fatigue type things, <laughs> mental fog. And, and so that's just like really challenging. You know, it's almost like if you have all these external things going on, but you feel like you have the energy to take it on, mm-hmm. maybe you still end up feeling all right. You right. Know? But when you, even inside of you, you don't have the energy that becomes kind of just a unique challenge because mm-hmm. it's inside of you, you know, the, the problem. Right. And how do you trust the Lord with that? I like your answer to really trust and rest. Like that's, that's a time that God gives you to definitely, you know, be stripped of your own confidence in yourself. Yeah. yeah. And uh, a snicker bar isn't always the answer. When you get hangry or when you yeah, get, you know, you're not you and you know, you're snicker or, bar yeah. is not always the answer. You know, I've, in, I've got a little refrigerator here in my office in the closet and it's filled with all this leftover candy from father's day. I don't know if anyone knows this in the room here, but there's Snicker bars in the freezer and in there, and there's left and right Twix. There's some other things in there, Milky Ways. I haven't had any of them because I know if I start eating those, I'll be eating them every day, mm. and uh, you won't recognize me, right? <laughs> but seriously, it won't be good for me. I don't need that sugar. I don't need that caffeine, okay? But let's just talk one more thing about it, and very seriously. You talk about young moms that are caring for children, Talk about others that are dealing with chronic fatigue. Uh, there are a lot of known people now know they're they're dealing with things physically that maybe in the past they weren't as aware of. Right. Okay. 
And this is tough and it, it can affect your whole life if you're chronically tired and if you're chronically either fatigued or feeling like I just don't have energy. And sometimes sleep isn't always, you know, the answer. It's like, I'm getting sleep and I still feel tired. Hmm. I do think all of life, you know, as a Christian, all of life, it's it's organic. It's It's not segmented out. It's not like, well, this is my physical aspect of my life, or this is my mental, and this is my spiritual, Mm -hmm. and this is, you know. So interconnected. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got your emotions, you've got physical, you've got, if you have a backache, it's going to affect the rest of your day, right? And even your mood. So I think if we look at our life, I don't want to get all weird, but seriously, this is the way I think. Like, look at it as a unit, as a holistic unit. And when you're praying, when you're thinking about surrendering to the Lord and trusting in the Lord and resting in the Lord, it comes, you do make choices through life in terms of what you're going to do next and what you're going to eat and what, how you're going to get some rest and all of those things. I do think, I do think that way. Okay. Um, there was years ago, there was a book, it was on the 1990s called Boundaries. I think it was Cloud and Townsend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And interestingly at the time, many people started saying, I'm not going to do this at church or that at church because I need to set my boundaries or I'm not going to spend time with you because of boundaries and because it's not healthy or that and that. And there were some really good things from that. But then everything that's good sometimes can be taken to a weird extreme. So people start taking all these, you know, making boundaries all the time. And it was just a good excuse for some people to not do things they didn't want to do. And life is filled with plenty of things they don't want to do. Like you want, don't want to do like paying taxes or paying your bills or, you know, going, doing a lot of things, right? But you just do them, okay? And I, and I just would say this, I think as the years have progressed, because that was a long time ago, it was in 30 years ago, I think people have gotten ramped up, busy, 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 busy. And I think sometimes we don't t- set appropriate limits for ourselves. Like, know, like know yourself, right? Like, be aware that, and everyone's wired differently. Some people can go like the Energizer Bunny all day long and other people need naps. And we shouldn't apologize for being, for understanding how we're wired, right? And again, of course, we can take anything to a selfish extreme or to a martyr extreme. Right. You can push yourself to the brink of exhaustion or you can just kind of sit in a, a lean, totally. an easy chair. Totally. So I think that there's I, something to be said about, you know, being honest about right. how God is making Weighing you. things and knowing yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that you talked about boundaries. I do wonder sometimes if, I mean, there, there's one danger you could fall into where you definitely, you push too hard and you need to scale way back. And part of, I think, Let's just take our church as an example. I think we can fall into that trap sometimes of thinking more is merrier, you know? Mm -hmm. The more I'm doing, the more ministries I'm involved with, the more I'm serving, well, the more healthy I am as a believer. That's not true. (laughs) You know, you could be very unhealthy in terms of your life with the Lord and be very involved in a lot of things. Or you could be super healthy in the sense that you're just growing more and more deeply in the fruits of the Spirit and you're seeing God's work in your life. And you're you're maybe involved in very little quote formal ministry, but you have lots of you know ways of blessing other believers in the body. So we need to be careful of that for sure. But then on the other side, I was just thinking maybe there's that person who, for the sake of boundaries or for the sake of you know rest or not feeling tired, is always you know 
unwilling to stretch themselves to the point where they'd feel any kind of exhaustion or tiredness. And mm-hmm. maybe there's also a side of sometimes the Lord, you know, calls us to do things that stretch us beyond our, beyond ourselves. And it presents a chance to lean on him and trust him. And if we're spiritually healthy in that, you know, maybe it's not the wrong thing sometimes to be, you know, for a season at least working in a way where we are tired and that's okay. And it takes us back to the Lord and makes us lean on him, mm-hmm. reminds us of how weak we are. So I do think you're right. Knowing yourself and balancing both of those extremes is yeah. probably really important. Yeah, those are some good thoughts. You know what I was just thinking when you were saying that, it popped into my head the uh, the, the, the phrase, uh, weary yet pursuing. I do like that one. Do you know where that comes from? <laughs> yeah, I can't think of the exact story. Is it David's men? Or? Okay, so my first thought was, oh, it's David. I just looked it up. It's Gideon in Judges 8 4. Oh, Gideon yeah. came to the Jordan and passed over he and the 300 men who were with him, faint yet pursuing them, or uh, weary, exhausted yet pursuing the enemy. They were pursuing the enemy. And uh, I think it's the New American Standard that says uh, weary yet pursuing, but um, or exhausted yet still pursuing. Anyway, just an interesting thing. I've thought about that so many times where you can be exhausting, but I'm like, I'm pressing on to know the Lord. And yeah. And there are those seasons where you just got to keep going, right? You know, this morning in my Bible reading, I um, do the McShane's uh, through the Bible one, and then I do a, just a, a, a canonical one, you know, Genesis to Revelation. Well, it popped up into Proverbs. And I'm thinking to myself, I find that when I get to the point where I'm just kind of really exhausted and I, my mind starts being not in the best place sometimes, Proverbs helps me. Psalms helps too, the, song, the theological songbook of the church. But Proverbs, kind of drenching yourself at some proverb wisdom, yeah. I think is yeah. helpful. It gets perspective. Proverbs kind of doses you both ways. It says, hey, work hard, and it says uh, rest, and you know, it kind of goes both ways. I like that. It doses you both ways. That may have a weird connotation. No, I like those I phrases I hope it you put out like that. No, I think that's really cool. <laughs> as, a, as I said it, I thought, ah, I, don't, no, I don't want that one back. I got it. I got it. Because there's a good dose of, you know, rest and wisdom. Yeah, and yeah. you know. So I was there thinking about Proverbs 16. Okay. It's one I come back to a lot. Proverbs 16.3. It's, here's how it reads. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. And that sounds so simple, right? Well, you know, and it starts, by the way, the first two verses, it says, the plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Literally, like, everyone thinks they're right, but God knows your motives. But then it says in verse 3, commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. And in the New American Standard, we read the ESV now, but in the New American Standard, they have a lot of good footnotes and what have you. A little, you know, those shows a little number one, and you look down at the bottom, you're like, whoa. Well, literally, commit means to roll. Hmm. Like rolling a ball. Interesting. And so committing your work to the Lord or literally rolling it to the Lord where it's not in your control any longer. Yeah. And I do think that some of my exhaustion in life comes because I don't do that. Totally. You know what I mean? Like when we just hold on to things too tight and then we get all wrapped up or get worked up and we need those doses, double dose (laughs) of some good wisdom. That is super helpful though. Yeah. How would you... uh, I know we were talking about rest this whole time. We said there's going to be a rambling podcast, so mm-hmm. I don't want to cut off any other ideas you have. But I was just going to ask, how do you commit your work to the Lord? What does that mean? 
That's a great question. Okay, so and an interesting role because it's not like I'm rolling myself on a road <laughs> towards God. So it is definitely a spiritual, you know, it's a what is that metaphysical, whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's something that's not tangible in terms of holding it with your hands. Right. Okay. But your work is, you know, we, you know, even Psalm 90, Lord, uh, confirm the work of our hands, establish the work of our hands. It's a prayer. Lord, use me for your glory. This is different. Committing your work to the Lord, I believe is a mental, uh, spiritual exercise where we consciously pray and think, mm -hmm. Lord, I want this to be in your hands. And no one sees it. It's a, it's a, it's a one of those hidden, uh, you know, invisible things. It's a silent thing, yeah. And, and, and then I think as you're doing, like in a, in a few minutes, we're gonna all walk out of this room. We got Tanner in the room. And by the way, can we just do a little sidebar here? Once Tanner started being a part of the podcast, the podcast is literally going viral. It I'm has skyrocketed. You, it's skyrocketing. We went from like five to 15 listeners. Now, I don't know how many we have. I don't, we, don't, we don't track. We don't know. And so uh, seriously, Tanner has made a big difference because now we get to talk and Tanner does all the tech and he's very patient. He's very kind and he has a lot to offer. We could be asking him some things, but I just appreciate Tanner Lyles, uh, one of our tech directors here at Grace. And he's the, the man that's silent in the room. Yes. Okay. And so that means he's the most humble guy in the, the room. The most humble. Yeah. But in and a few moments, all, yeah, in a few moments, all of us are going to walk out of this room and go to staff meeting. And it's interesting. You say, I want to commit my works to the Lord. And if my mindset is on, on a continual basis, Thomas Kelly said this in his book, A Testament of Devotion. He said, walk and talk and live and play. This is a, a, a light paraphrase, loose paraphrase. Walk and talk and live and hang out with your friends and all the while be carrying on a secret conversation with the Lord. Let's pray without ceasing. That's depending on the Lord. And so as we walk out of the room and even beforehand, I'm like, I want, I'm going to be leading staff meeting. I want to lead in a in a humble way, in a, in a gentle way, in a bold way, in a, in a godly way, in an appropriate way. And as I'm thinking through even how I'm going to be speaking to staff, I have a better chance of doing that in a good way. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And so I think how you do it, it's, it's mental. Just that how it, much the life of the mind matters. Yeah, you use the word conscious. I feel like that's just so helpful. Like everything that I'm going into, I'm just consciously taking even just a moment to just say, Lord, you know everything about the situation I'm going into right now. You know the person that I'm going to be talking to or the group of people. Uh, you've arranged it exactly like this in your providence. And maybe I'm nervous about something or whatever. So, Lord, help me to, you know, honor you with that. Um, yeah, I think it makes a huge difference. Right. And I think we've probably, I, I've talked to lots of people who, you know, run a lot faster than I do and have busy lives. And, and I can attest to this too, but what, what I've heard them say is it just, it makes all the difference. I could have the same, almost the exact same day mm -hmm. externally, you know, the same number of meetings, the same, you know, the same pace. And one day I'm not really thinking much about the Lord and I'm just going through it. And the, and, uh, the other day. Maybe I'm much more conscious of my dependence on the Lord, praying throughout the day. And even though those two days externally look very similar, mm -hmm. they actually feel completely different. Mm -hmm. The one feels rushed, hurried, busy, overfull, and the other one might feel full, but but actually, you know, more or less, you know, reasonable and even healthy because I'm just going into all that with the Lord. 
So mm-hmm. can you attest to that? Oh, absolutely. I, I think I can too. Absolutely. I, yeah, it makes a big difference. Yeah. I mean, there's some days, you know, you read the word, you pray, and then you could go through a day and just go, wow, I got through that day. And what was I thinking yeah. about when I was yeah. going through it? Totally. And then there's other times where I'm counseling with people and I'm praying actively, Lord, help me bless them as they're talking, giving me their problems or whatever, asking advice. Lord, help me, help me to bless them. Even as I'm sitting here with you guys, I'm, I've been praying, right? Because we're, con- we're conscious of, of the presence of God. It's kind of like Brother Lawrence in his book, The Practice of the Presence of God. I've got a copy of it, the old 1895 paperback of it, but where he says, I, I can, you know, what, sweep a floor? To the glory of God, yeah. you know, whatever I do, I want to do it to the glory of God. That's biblical, yeah. You know, and think of Proverbs three: Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. He will direct you. And the idea of acknowledging Him, it doesn't mean like, oh, I can't drive my car until I'm like having this ten-hour prayer meeting with my with the Lord. But as I'm driving, I'm I'm not thinking every every you know thing I'm doing, I'm just, it's just a, it's the imperceptible living in awareness of God's presence, quorum Deo, as the Ligonier folks uh, so aptly mm-hmm. love to put it at the mm-hmm. end of their, you know, online devotionals and quorum Deo sees the day, right? But living before the, excuse me, living before the face of God, mm-hmm. before the face of God, what sees the day? What's that one? Yeah. I, something I, else. I, oh man. I, me. Uh, when I said that, I, that was the, that was, uh, I knew I was wrong. Carpe, Carpe diem. diem. Carpe yeah. diem. Yeah. But quorum Deo, it means we're living before the face of God. And it's, it's they always put it at the end of their devotional where um, it's a little prayer, like a, a summation of what they just said and uh, some theological thing they're talking about. And the, cor, uh, the uh, quorum uh, Deo is, uh, uh, okay, so now let's, let's reflect. You know, let's reflect this back to God. Let's let's glorify God in this. It's kind of a capstone of a prayer, and I think we need to live that way. Yeah. And uh, my days are better when I live that way. Yeah. Yeah, mine yeah. too. <laughs> well, there's probably a lot more we could say about that. This was a rambling podcast, but I think we kind of found our way to a topic. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say before you? I would say I would call this, this podcast rambling, running commentary on rest. There you go. Something like yeah. that. Do the little alliteration. You know. I like it. No, I don't have anything else to say. I want you to close it off. Just tell us whatever else you want to say. No, I don't have anything else. Listeners, you know that we love you and we're praying for you. You can always drop a request in at grace at graceorange.org if you want to hear us tackle something on the podcast. But until next week, uh, have a great week serving the Lord and resting in Him. And we'll talk to you next time on the podcast. Have a great day.